Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I am your host, Colin Morgan, and five days a week, I aim to motivate, educate, and inspire you to live the life of your dreams. I interview some of the most successful and inspiring people, along with sharing insight of my own in order for you to not only be successful in what you're doing, but prosper in business and life. The show is for grinders, people who don't just have dreams, but are willing to lay it all on the line and grind for what they want. Welcome everyone to The Daily Grind. Hey Grinders, recently I've started to rebuild my website using Wix. See in the past, a website for a non-techie person like myself was really a pain in the butt. I had to find someone to build the site, relay what I wanted, pay thousands of dollars only to have to go through months of editing and eventually just putting up with what I had. I wanted to start with a blank slate and design my website the way I wanted it. That's why I chose Wix. First, I was able to start building my site and publish it for free. I chose from over 500 stunning templates to find the exact feel and look that I was looking for. I could change, customize, and add anything I wanted wherever I wanted. Now, I've only been working on the site for about an hour a day for the past two weeks. I'm not quite finished yet, but can't believe how quick and easy it's been to use and how professional it looks. What would have taken me months to complete in the past and thousands of dollars, I have completed in only a few short hours myself. Plus, everything is automatically optimized for any device, desktop or mobile, which for me is super important for my business. What I've learned is that building a website doesn't have to cost thousands. It doesn't have to be a headache and can actually be really easy and enjoyable with Wix. To get started using Wix today and get 10% off, go to Wix.com forward slash podcast. Again, that is Wix, W-I-X.com forward slash podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Daily Grind. On today's episode, I'm actually sharing with you an interview that I did on the Christoph Lewis podcast. Um, Christoph has an amazing podcast. He's really a truly humble host, uh, very easy to speak to, and I really open up in this episode, and Christoph really uh, motivated me to start sharing my story a little bit more and has inspired me along with some other people to start sharing this across universities and college campuses. So thank you very much to Christoph. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, everyone. I would love to know your thoughts on this. Drop me a comment. Give me a thumbs up. Let me know what you liked. Grab a pen, everyone. Grab a piece of paper. Sit back and dive deep in today's interview with myself on the Christoph Lewis podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Christoph Lewis podcast. This is conversation number 54. I'm very excited for my guest today. He is the one and only Colin Morgan. He is a former pro golfer and he's a fellow podcaster with over 1.5 million downloads. So super humbling to be able to talk to this guy. Right off the bat, we dove really deep into a wide array of topics and emotions. I'm telling you, over 30 minutes talking to this guy, we just covered so many topics, covered so many emotions, and 
there's a lot of value here. So stick around until the end and I promise you, you will gain value from this conversation. I had a great time. So without further ado, welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast. Christoph, man, it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. You're very welcome. We've been talking for a little while and I've been so excited to get you on here. You're a fellow podcaster, as I was saying, and you are a former or uh, yeah, former pro golfer. And I think that's just really awesome. I don't talk to a lot of professional athletes. And right off the bat, I want to dive real deep before we even tell everybody who you are. But I kind of want to know, like, as a pro athlete, obviously, growing up, you had a certain mindset that got you to that. But did you like, and I do air quotes, everybody listening, but when you became pro, did you notice like a shift in your mindset? Did you maybe, for example, like, oh man, I got to work really hard now to maintain what I have? Or did you notice any kind of shift whatsoever mentally? Yeah, you know what? I think my journey is a little bit different, to be honest. Um, I definitely think from a young age, I always had a vision and a belief that I would become a professional athlete. And from a young age, like really young, we're talking, I'm Canadian, so I always thought that'd be (laughs) hockey. And then (laughs) I realized, no, I'm not going to really reach that point. And uh, I found some success in golf. And for me, that was the gateway. That was the vehicle that was going to drive me to ultimately becoming that professional athlete. And I fell in love with it. Uh, There came a point in time during my sort of athletic career where I I went to university and due to circumstances, I lost that passion. Hmm. But because I, for me, I only had one vision. I only had one driver in my life was to become a professional athlete. So I felt like my identity was linked towards that. Absolutely. So it was difficult for me to do anything else. So after two years of university where I left, I'm sitting back saying, what do I do? And I'm like, golf for me is the only option right now. Yeah, It's the only thing that I could see myself doing. So for me, it was more of like out of necessity of like, I don't know what to do anything else. I know I have the talent. Yeah. Deep down, I knew I would never make it. And that's just being completely honest. I think for sure. a lot of people, that's hard to say. But and it took me a while to you really got, admit you gotta that. You got to be honest, though. Absolutely, you have to admit that to yourself. And it's difficult. And and now that I look back on it, I'm like, for me, that was really my only option. So me looking and saying, you know, that's what's the mindset? I mean, I still worked hard and I still practiced and yeah. it still takes self discipline. I still had coaches. I worked out. I did all the right things, but it takes a lot more than that. And I think that that's what I found out about life and entrepreneurship and sports it takes more than effort absolutely it does and to me it's interesting that you always had this in your mind that you wanted to be a professional athlete and just Mm -hmm. just hearing the story it's kind of sounded like you didn't really care what that entailed like you were joking like being canadian (laughs) i thought it was going to be hockey and then it turned out to be golf yeah i think that's So I'm glad you answered the question like that, because to me, it kind of means that this mentality was always there within your head and you knew you wanted to achieve this level of greatness and you didn't really know how you wanted to achieve it. But you knew that whatever avenue it eventually went down, that you were going to do what it took. And I think that kind of relates to some of the things that I tried to show in the podcast. So this is a great example because a lot of times okay. people don't really know what they want to do. So like one of the things I talk about a lot is like, how do you find your passion? And maybe you're already doing it. But I think if you have the idea and the mindset as we're discussing that you just, 
you know you want to be great at something, but you don't really know what it is. I think if you just keep pushing in a forward direction with that mentality and never giving up and always like yes. maybe hockey isn't right for me or maybe, you know, you said university wasn't right for you for two years and then you found you or golf and then you did golf and wow, what amazing things became of that. So I think that's very, very important to note there. Yeah, and I think that exactly what you had said, I'm a big big huge believer in that in that stagnation like not doing anything is the worst thing you can do like at least if you try something and you fail you learn from it so the next time yeah. you do it you're able to avoid those mistakes but doing nothing just means you're sitting there comfortable and you're just thinking about things to do but you're never actually doing anything the comfortability kills you and the honestly like stagnation like physically kills me i was talking to somebody today about it and they're like wow, you would go crazy if you didn't have anything to do. And I was like, absolutely, I would go crazy. Like, I would not know what to do with my life. So always driving that, you know, keeping that momentum going forward, knowing I'm not going to get knocked back sometimes, but at least moving in some direction, some way just keeps my fire and my passion for life moving forward. And I think that's very important because I've, you know, we, we've talked about comfortability a lot around here. And I know that's a very yep. dangerous place to be. I never want to be there for too long, but I try to, and I'm interested on your take since we're here on comfortability. I know you kind of just touched on it a little bit, but I kind of have an issue. I think like a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people that always want something better of themselves to do and to be better is mm -hmm. we're always seeking to better ourselves. So thus it's kind of hard to appreciate the successes that we've achieved as we achieve them. So I try to appreciate my successes more in the moment as I obtain them. So I'm, I guess, comfortable in the moment, you know, temporarily to enjoy what I've obtained and then know that I have to continue pushing to better myself. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you. You, you need to celebrate the little wins because that pushes you forward. And I think that yeah. what, what I want to touch on with what you had mentioned there is like, there are people listening and, you know, I, I fit in this category, right. Of like, maybe you aren't where you want to be. Yeah. at the moment. And if you want to make a lasting change, sort of the analogy that I use is a fist, right? right? So like when you hold up a fist, this is like the universal symbol for power for men and women, right? When we're angry, we make a fist <laughs> or when we win, we fist pump, right? And to make a Definitely. fist, you need five pillars. And the very first one, which is the most important is if you want to make a change, it's admitting that you need to change. And the reason why it's number one is because without that, there'll be no change. So you need to admit that what I've done so far maybe Absolutely. hasn't worked and I need to change things up and I need to be different, which leads to number two. And the second finger, I hold up the middle finger. I'm not giving you guys <laughs> the middle finger here, right? But this is what I call self-awareness. So now you can become self-aware of those bad thoughts, those bad behaviors, those bad little things that pop up in your head that tell you you can't or you're not smart enough or it's not for you. It won't happen and you can become aware of those moments and now you can start to say, you know, fuck off. That isn't me. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm different. Absolutely. Which leads to three, right? And and for three, this is the ring finger. So for people married, I'm not. But this is like the honeymoon stage. This is where you see your greatest results because you're able to now become self-aware and you replace those losing behaviors with winning behaviors. Mm -hmm. And you start to see those early results like when you go to yeah. the gym for the first month, you see say. the biggest yeah. results, right? And then 
that leads to four, which is the most difficult. This is like the easiest finger to break. People don't really think about it, but it's consistency. Sure. It's after you've seen those month results in the gym. How do you stick with it every day thereafter and make it a lifestyle, which is the only way you can do that, which is the last thing here that glues everything together in the fist. And that is having a vision and a purpose for what you want. And if you have that vision and purpose, it makes it very easy to stay consistent with what you're doing. So if you can kind of follow those five pillars, you'll make that positive change, but it starts with acceptance. Absolutely. And with all of them, you're stronger. It's just like, I love talking about having friends that have the same vision and the same path that you want to have. You're stronger together when you can confide in them and you can feed off of each other's energy. Right. So just like you described all your fingers together, like the pinky, it can break very easily or all these, all these Mm -hmm. fingers, frankly, gosh, I know I've broken so many, but but together, (laughs) you know, it's very, very strong. And that's the best way to achieve whatever you quantify success as, and at least be headed in the right direction. I think that's a very good note. I'm going to have to somehow go back and I will encapsulate that and put it into the show notes for everybody so they can actually (laughs) see that and apply it it to their lives. No, I think that's absolutely great, man. So I know we jumped into it kind of quick, but I think, like I said, it's really neat that you're a former pro golfer and I, I love that. I played sports growing up my entire life. I'm from Colorado snowboarded soccer, football track, all these things and sports were just so important to form who I was like being in leadership roles, suffering, defeat, winning. How do you deal with all of these things? And I know you said you had this mindset in your head being a professional for your whole entire life, but did you play other sports as a child? And I'm curious is, were they like team sports or individual sports? Cause you said hockey, which is obviously a team sport. And then you ended up being a golfer, which is all yeah. on you. Yeah, I played every and all sports growing up. I loved it. Um, I think as I got a little bit older, I started to take a few more seriously. Yeah. Um, I was actually a provincial champion in four different sports. So for those in the U.S., it would be like equivalent to, I guess, a state champion. So I won in golf, hockey, um, tennis, and badminton, believe it or not. Huh. So those were the four sports that I mostly succeeded Dude, you're, in. you're a rock star. <laughs> I guess so, man. I don't look like an athlete, but I guess it comes somewhat to me. Um, but a yeah, sleeper. for me, I just, for some reason, I connected with it. Sure. I connected with sports. It was just a big part of my life, and I wasn't the greatest student, yeah. but I mean, sports got me through, I guess, uh, yeah. going through the little bit of school that I did. <laughs> yeah. No, they do. Like, so, and that's a good segue into school, too, but... I did not enjoy school at all. Sports was mm-hmm. like, they kept me there a lot of the times. Like I, the, I think the older I got, the more I skipped school, honestly. And I think I probably tried to skate, stay in school enough to where they wouldn't like kick me off the team I was in for that season or cause I'd yeah. have to go like, man, when I was playing football, my senior year, like I had to go to early class or whatever to bring my grades up from an F to at least to get it to a D like. And I didn't have that bad of a GPA, but there were some classes that I just absolutely suffered in. And I just didn't understand as a kid why I had to learn all that stuff because I had absolutely no interest. And then you flash forward like 10 years into my mid 20s and I have this like life epiphany where I realized that I am so impassioned about furthering my education and learning that I like what I just said, it was an epiphany. Like I became a new person in that moment. Um, I mean, it wasn't an exact moment, 
but I, you know, I have all these books behind me. Like I, I realized I love to read. Yeah. I, I hate it reading in school. Did you have so a similar I. experience? I mean, you know, you got a ton of books and I've listened to all, a lot of your stuff. Like you're very well educated, yeah. but it sounds like you didn't really like school either. No, my education happened probably when I was like 22 years old is really yeah. when it started. That's and, crazy. uh, before that I just did anything to kind of scrape by and I took all the shortcuts in the world. And I think I look back on it and I'm like, it wasn't that I wasn't a smart kid, but I didn't understand why I needed it. Just like you had said. Yeah. And if someone were to sit down to me and explain to me why I need to do it, I'd for sure be a great student. Like it, there's no doubt in my mind. And that's one thing I do look back and I'm like, I wish I was a better student, but we can all look back hindsight and want to change things. Yeah. But for me, it's just like, I didn't know, like you had said, I didn't know what it would do for me. And I thought I was going to be a professional athlete. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't need it what the hell does this algebra <laughs> need to do with my golf swing? Other than maybe give me some, give me some swing tips here. Yeah. Maybe it'll help. But yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I just had no, I had no connection to it. So it was hard for me to do anything towards that. Yeah. It seems like at least in my experience in formal education and all the schooling that I went to, and I went to a little college too. It didn't work out, dropped out, was so bored as well. Cause I was doing prerequisites cause I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. But it seemed to yeah. me like all the teachers, all the just the adults in my life were like only giving me one option. Like, hey, you have to go to school, you have to go to college, or you're just not going to be successful in life. And now looking back on it, I hate that. Like, I hate that mm -hmm. that is the way that life was articulated to me, that this was the only path to success. Because now I've talked to 50 plus people on this and I go, Holy crap. Like, I mean, I've talked to some um, college professors, high school teachers, and, you know, if that's the path you want to take, so be it. Don't care. Like, yeah. if it works for you, great. But I would at least hope that we'd encourage children that this isn't, you know, don't have tunnel vision on education and pursue what you enjoy. Because like you said, algebra didn't have any any inclination to want to do that at all. Not. I was the same way. Algebra, science, didn't enjoy it at all, but I love to write and talk to people like I'm doing right now. I love to do that, hang out with friends and have like deep conversations. So funny, like here I am now, but my, exactly. like, why don't and we encourage kids to do this more often? You know, it's crazy. I think we're moving towards that. Like, uh -huh. I, I don't think that maybe that was, and I have the same type of advice, sure. right? You have to go to school in order to be successful. And that came from a place of love because that's what they grew up. Sure. That was a time in which they grew up where that was taught to them by their parents. Yeah. So now as I think that we as a, you know, the generation that we're in, as we get more educated and understand that we don't have to go to university. And a lot of times, even if you want a job from a big corporation or company, they don't require education anymore. And understanding that's a really big thing. And I think that we're moving towards that. Yeah. And I think that over time, maybe I always think education will be important because I think yes. it does teach you to start something and yeah, finish something and it teaches you discipline, get you around people. I mean, that was the yeah. biggest thing for I didn't have a great experience at university, but the best thing about it was the people I met. Right. Like sure. it, it just it's getting around those people. And I mean, I take it for what it is, but I think you're right. We're moving towards a a time in which it's not that important anymore and in order to go to university to be successful. I mean, yeah, like think about social media, YouTube, everything on the internet is a tool to learn, right? So you can literally mm -hmm. YouTube anything, you can find anything that interests you on Instagram, on Facebook, you can find the profession on LinkedIn 
that you want to, if you feel like you need to do something or you want to do something, just type it in and you can find thousands and millions of people that do what you want to do. And then you can connect with them, send them messages. We're in a, living in a time where the possibilities are endless. And I think, you know, before the internet, maybe sitting in the classroom, like you were describing, like the generations past, this was the only option for the most part. It's the only way, yeah. Yeah, so I understand that tunnel vision, if you will, but now that there's literally unlimited options, I mean, I'm learning from you. I hope I'm giving you some value in some way, at least helping sure. you jog your mind. Always. Right? So things like this, there are just unlimited options, and that's why I absolutely am so happy to see the way we're moving because these things are becoming more accepted and i always am quick to i hear so many people bash social media and i'm always very quick to st stick up for social media because i always describe it as a tool and if you want to you know waste your mind mindlessly on it then so be it but you could do the same thing in school like i did <laughs> but of course you know the kids that crush school and if they wanted to be doctors or lawyers then that was a great path for them that wasn't my path but now i'm crushing social media as much as i can you know, checking out YouTube video, reading books that interest me. And so I'm crushing my life now in that direction. So that was really, really important for me. And then I actually talked to a teacher earlier this week and I asked her and she said, I, I really think that we're teaching more emotional intelligence in schools as well. So I was very happy Smart. to hear that as yeah. well, because, uh, you know, that comes up a lot too. Um, and I think we, we have so many issues as adults that I think that if we didn't like we were talking about this single mindset about education, right? So, but if we implemented these yeah, other yeah. things like emotional intelligence in children as well, and maybe had classes about that as well, then we could just all encompassingly help children become better adults as they grow up. Yeah, we need to develop good people. And I think it starts yeah. with people because I think that a lot of times I look at, say, sports teams and I look at how universities are run and how you know, we grow up in a society where people in leadership roles can take advantage of okay. you as a kid. And it's happened to me. Huh. And a lot of times when you are in as a leader, it's not even like they mean to. So I don't want to preface this. I don't believe sure. that they mean to do it. But I think anytime you have power over someone, it's easy to start getting in a downward spiral of doing things yeah. that aren't what you should be doing. And I think that that may always be the case because anytime you do have power, a lot of times it goes to people's head and not in every case, yeah. but in a lot of them. And I think if we start to educate people on that and start to shed a light on that, I think that's really the difference that can be made instead of focusing on trying to help the leaders because the leaders wash through so often. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think social media, it it shows insecurities. And if, if you're insecure with yourself, I think it can be a really dangerous thing. Um, it's, but. it's tough to deal with. I mean, I know I, I've given the example of, I remember like the first time I flipped the camera on myself, I knew I wanted to share my story, uh, or started to want to share it like very, very small. Mm -hmm. And I just know, like, I was so insecure about, it's just, it's tough. You know, at first time you're behind the camera, I'm sure you experienced something similarly too, but I had to get and the first 20 podcasts. Yeah. I had to do shirtless. I'm sweating so much. <laughs> like it sucked. I, was so, I hated my voice. Like you pick on yourself. It's crazy. You, you do. You are definitely your worst critic. Like I'm really bad. I'm really bad at that. It goes back to what I was saying before, like trying to celebrate my wins more often in the moment. Uh, a lot of it has to do with each other, but 
most definitely I had to overcome that. It was very vulnerable, but I knew that in sharing my story and sharing my life experiences, that it would ultimately would resonate with somebody else out there. And maybe not everybody, you know, we talk about so many different topics. You talk about so many different topics and it's not going to resonate with everybody that hears it. But I would hope just like when you're reading a book or you're listening to the news, you don't just automatically take in what they say as the truth, of course, especially nowadays. But you yeah, want to hear no a little bit from here and like books like I'm not going to I have plenty of good books behind me. I don't agree with them from cover to cover, but there are some that I agree with more, some that I agree with less. And I pick out all the little things from all the books and then I formulate my own opinions based, you know, it coupled with my life experiences. So I would encourage that as well. So that coupled with teaching children from a young age, the emotional intelligence and teaching them that you don't have to go down this path of formal education. But I will say that you said at some point, like that structure is very helpful to have a child learn overcoming all of these things. So I would agree with that very much. And I think that's difficult. And, you know, I got a one month old now. So these are things that I'm thinking about even more. Like, no how, doubt. how is she going to be affected in school or how is she going to be taught? What are these adults now that I can be critical of, too, because they may not be implementing in their own lives? How are they going to teach my daughter? So got a lot of crazy things running on in my head right now <laughs> no doubt it's crazy man it's 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 one of the most diff i see my brother and sister they go through it they both have kids and it's it's tough it's tough to know exactly what to do and how to set yeah. them up for life success and you can only teach them maybe what you've been through it, it it's it's a challenge yeah but and so that's a good point like teach them what you've been through right so based on those experiences and all the things we were saying like self-education you want to lead by example so i've never been a parent before but i know like what i'm going to try to do to be that good parent is just lead by example so i don't you know whatever right. you know i can you know you can only do as much as you can do when you're at home and when they go off into school, like you said, it's good to have that association with other children to maybe see how other adults conduct themselves and other adults that have, you know, in those power states, how they adults <laughs> quite, quite literally. So I think that if you do the best you can as a leader and then your kid ships off and then, you know, maybe if things do people or if people do things differently, then your daughter or your son comes home and they ask you questions. Well, Mrs so-and-so did it this way or said this way and then you tell them about this and i think i would always want to describe that to my children in a sense of maybe they aren't wrong or they aren't right but i kind of want to again divulge the facts for my child and then you know depending on what age she is too like i don't know i'm figuring it out like i'm literally thinking about this as i'm telling you but hopefully give her yeah. all the facts and then she can make up her own mind i don't really want to force her to make her own mind up right like for example, if you're in an argument or a conversation with somebody and you disagree with them, you don't want to just yell at them and bash what they believe in because they're automatically going to discount you. You want of course. to, right? You want to give them all the facts that you know um, and it will further kind of fortify why you believe that way. And then, you know, hopefully that person sees it as you do and you come to a conclusion that way. And I think that's one thing I would try to do in parenting. Absolutely. But who knows right now? Yeah, you know, just, I'm saying it, it's barely into the game. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, I had to give you, I mean, I had phenomenal parents. I had a, one of the most ideal upbringing you should possibly have. Was I sheltered? Maybe to an extent. <laughs> I feel like if anything, I wish I experienced more because when I did get in a situation sure. um, in university where you're around new people and for me in college, 
for athletes, a lot of times you feel like that's the gateway to the next level. Okay. And me being a professional athlete, like you feel, I felt like had to go to college, had to do a great job. Then it would move yeah. on to the pros. And I would do anything to stay in university. Like you do anything sure. to make your coach happy. You do anything to stay around your teammates. Wow. And that's a really vulnerable position that you could put yourself in. Yeah. And for me personally, I mean, that's what led to a lot of uh, mentally, physically, and sexually abused in university for myself. And it's one of those things where I look back on it and I'm like, it's the vulnerability that happens. And there's nothing that you can really change because your parents want to put you in the best situation possible and it's not their fault at all. Yeah. But the more I believe you can just uh, let your kids know that here are the signs, here's what you can look out for, here's what you need to be doing, just yeah. create a well-rounded person. I think that they can make those decisions and they can see those warning signs and not go Absolutely. through maybe what I or others go through. So that's a great um, point. But like anything else, it's 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 tough. So you were so willing to, like you said, please all these people in your life to be able to have those opportunities because you thought this was the only path that you put yourself in positions that don't sound like they were too great. No, I mean, it's not my fault like yeah. either. Like I look back yeah. and I'm like, a lot of times I believed it was my fault. And now I look yeah. at everything that happened. And when you're in almost like a cult-like society, I bet. like you want to make the people around you. So you, you want to please the leader, right? You want to please the people sure. who are empower the people who Absolutely. have influence over you. And when they, you, they give you attention and then they take it away, super dangerous, but then they give it super back. Unhealthy. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, you're stuck. Right. And you're like, you do things that like, what the hell was I doing? Yeah, It's crazy. So, and that's was, why you, you yeah. see on, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so I was a college dropout and I didn't play sports in college. Like, so do you see this? I'm like, Curious, do you see this often? I feel like it, there's a lot of people that have the hopes and desires and dreams that you have. They share that with you. Do you think this has been an issue? Like it's prevalent. I think it's I think it's happening way more than we think. If it can happen to someone at a small university in the states, it's happening everywhere. Sure. And I'm a true. I believe that 100. percent I believe it's happening everywhere. And it's probably happening way more with women than it is for men. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that people turn a blind eye to it because you make money, right? Universities are making money off of this. People make money off yeah. of this. And you're able to exploit. You don't think about people. You think about what's the final product. And a lot sure. of time as a business or an entity, you think of how do I make the most amount of money out of this, Yeah. right? You don't want to. And then someone sheds a light on it and you want to hide it because you don't want your reputation to take a hit. Absolutely. And yeah. everything gets buried. And the people who are responsible for what happened never answer for it because you have that big faction behind you and it gets buried. I think this happens so much. I th- like I look at – I'm just speaking to my girlfriend, Yesha. I'm like I look at university sports and I look at college sports. I look at it, – it's dangerous. A lot of, I, I view it as really dangerous. It can be. I think a lot be. of times yeah. people don't have that happen. 99.9% don't. But it's the 1% that I'm scared about. And 1% is a lot of people when you're talking about that. And I've thought about the collegiate system in that sense of how it's really, in this, my opinion, is a money-making machine. Like, I think, at least in the States, people pay way too much money to have an education, especially nowadays with so many other options. And you're right. I think they're just a lot of times worried about what's going to bring the most money in. And it's super sad. Like, it's sad hearing you talk about that, for real. And... It is. It just, it, I, it, I've had someone I, I lose close my, to me. I, I lose my words.
and you just wonder because the people, like you said, that are responsible for this, this manipulation and everything else that comes along with it are never held responsible for the most part. It's, for the most part and for yeah, a big part. For a big part, yeah. And, and people, people, I've had, I've had a friend close to me, buddy took his life two and a half years ago because of it. And it's just, sorry to hear that. It's happening. It, it happens and it needs to be, it need, there needs to be a light show. There needs to be people talking about it. There, you need to share your story because without it, nothing changes. It yes. just continuously, the cycle, wash and repeat happens again, bury it, move forward, take someone else. It, it, it's, like I said, it doesn't happen to everyone. And for the most part, it's amazing. But there needs to be something in place in which you can watch what's going on. You know what's going on. There's, sa- there's sanctions in place. You're getting – even though you're a leader, you're being held accountable because sure. every week or every month there's someone there's someone there checking. Um, but just that's just not the case right now. All, all of these things that we've said throughout the podcast are just coming together right now, honestly. Like flipping the camera on yourself – First, dealing with it as much as you possibly can within yourself and then knowing that somebody else is going through it. So share your story. Like, So I was in the Navy for nine years. I I haven't even shared the tip of the iceberg on a lot of the things that I've experienced, but yeah, I, intend, I, I intend to. And I know because I'm still trying to articulate them myself, quite frankly, like it can be difficult. But so at least I've got the camera thing down kind of. But I fully (laughs) plan on doing that as well. And I know there's other people that, you know, millions of other people that deal with that as well. So thank God there are people like you that are willing to talk about it, willing to open up and share like, hey, you know, I went through this and it sucked and it's really tough. And this is how I feel about it. And then somebody else hears that and we help more people. And just again, like again, going in full circle, like we're talking about pursuing success and how, you know, five fingers make each other stronger. Well, at the same time, when we all deal with these things, like, man, to experience something that somebody else has gone through very similar like you or at the same time as you brings you such a close bond. So I would highly recommend people take your advice. And if you are struggling with something, to definitely think about it yourself long and hard. Think about why you would want to share that. And ultimately, I would recommend to share it because I know for a fact when somebody else hears that, it encourages them. And I know like my and my wife have gone through some tough stuff together and she reached out to mm-hmm. other wives. And I tell you, there was such a shift mentally when she was able to resonate with somebody else that had gone through the same exact thing as her. It's a healing process for you as well like that pain that someone could be holding in because you don't think that you should share it or you're embarrassed or you're ashamed or whatever it is. Like when you release it, there's just like a, I feel it now. Like I'm talking with you. I feel it now. There's just this, like there's a weight that comes off because you know, you're doing the right thing. And when you do the right thing, it's just like the energy comes to you and it comes through you. And I truly believe amazing things that happen. It's so mutually beneficial. Sharing one story not only helps somebody else, but it helps yourself. And I couldn't be more excited for this conversation in totality because we've covered such a wide array of emotions and topics. Like from the start, man, I really appreciate you uh, just being here with me and talking about this and diving deep into so many subjects. Like, It was really awesome. And I know that, again, like in sharing our stories and just how we feel about stuff, like, hey, you're not going to always agree with everything I said or everything Colin said, but I hope you take a little bit of pieces from it 
and uh, through your own life experiences coupled with what we've said and all the other education that you do that I would highly recommend to maintain, formulate your own opinion and go on about life leading as best as you possibly can. Thank you so much for your time, Colin. Thank you, man. You have an amazing platform here. You're doing amazing things. Keep pushing. Everyone keep grinding. Pursue your future self. I love it. Thanks so much. All right, Colin. See ya. Cheers.